everybody? It is episode 26. Uh, this evening we are going to be joined by a special guest who is TC because um, he's been out for a little bit. Uh, no kidding. He's back. Yeah, <laughs> I could put that in. But no, if you haven't seen the uh, title, then you live under a rock because you had to click on it to get here. But anyways, we're with Josh Silverman tonight, man. What's going on, brother? Oh, it's great to be here. I really appreciate you guys having me on. So real quick, can we tell the story about um, Daniel trying to get you on here? I would I would prefer that we like maybe just <laughs> talk about that some other time, maybe on a, you know. <laughs> on an unrecorded conversation? Yeah, you know, you, you, you maybe not on a recorded line. Um, I think you listener... also favors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I mean, let's, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like I wasn't a difficult, uh, I wasn't a difficult catch. I mean, we go, we go way back, man. We go back like car seats. Oh, yeah. So, um, Daniel, yes, PJ. what happened? For, what did you tell me the first time you asked Josh to come on? <laughs> he left me on red. <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, he left me on red. Uh, I, I, I 100%, 100% did that. Yeah, I was like, I guess we're not having Josh Silverman on our podcast. <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand how awful I feel about that, though. Like, I, I feel that in my heart, like, right now. Oh, oh man. It's hilarious. So, like, because yeah. I, I responded to you in my head. <laughs> well, that's a great idea. Maybe I should tell them. <laughs> I, no, I'm telling you, man. Like, I, you know, I, I opened it red. I was like, I was like, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. That sounds great. And you know what? I just, that was in my head. That's just, that just never, that just. My thumbs just never sent that to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I do that at work all the time. So, like, the military strongly believes in uh, group chats. We use uh, Signal, that little uh, texting app or whatever. And I have, I want to say, about maybe six or seven group chats that I have to be a part of because I have to disseminate information through different groups of people daily, right? And, uh, I, hey, Sergeant Teresa, did you send me that? Um that info to that location where we're going to do that training tomorrow. I was like, yeah, I sent it to you like 20 minutes ago. Uh, no, you didn't. I'm, no, and I will look, I'll have it typed out, but I won't hit send. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is like my biggest uh, flaw when it comes to trying to disseminate information like that. Put all the chats yeah, together. I don't respond. I don't respond to chat at work because I have to do more work. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm going through a tunnel, but yeah, see Josh didn't have six group chats to um, reply to. I just blew it, is what I did. <laughs> no, man, we're I mean, glad I'm to have enough, you on. I'm going to sit right here and say it, man. <laughs> we're glad to have you on, man. I, you were actually one of the first people we had talked about um, when this came to fruition because we, we were like, yeah, we're going to do topic episodes. We'll bring on some guests. Um, our first one we brought on was Mark Paris. Um, but yeah, we're like, yeah, we need to try to get Josh Silverman on and this, that, and other. Daniel's like, yeah, I tried. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> strikeout!" <laughs> oh. Well, you're here, so that's great. That's uh, right. That's well, right. I'm, I'm, I'm here now. We done made it happen. Tune in next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Get out. <laughs> oh man, no man. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. It's been a long time coming. Um, you are a prominent staple in the paintball community, whether you like to think so or not. And um, sure. we are uh, proud to sure. have you here. Hey, you know, I've just, I've just been blessed to walk this path, man. Paintball's been very good to me. This coming year will be year thirty for me in paintball, mm, man. and I would have nothing that I have. I would not be anywhere near as blessed as I am were it not for the wonderful, amazing people in this sport that welcomed me and gave this to me as a life that I can live. 
and I am eternally grateful for it. And it is my goal and my passion in life now to give back to that as hard as I can. Right. And you're not, it's not like you're just a player. Um, you know, you, you are in and out of the community, um, business side, playing side, media side. Um, what are you currently doing now? I am currently employed by Falcon Sports. I work there as, uh, well, my, my title is merchandiser. Uh, but bottom line is anything I can do at Falcon when it comes to writing, a little bit of photography, um, even going to events. Uh, shoot, if you were at Folda Gap, you probably got paint from me because I was slinging paint in the paint truck. <laughs> so the fact of the matter is it's a... It's a it's a it's a pretty wonderful uh pretty wonderful way to make a living, man. <laughs> Dude, I've I've been hearing about Fulda Gap for the last fifteen years and I've mm-hmm. never I've never been. I wanna go. I might try to do some more uh events next year, but um I don't know, like I I played with you probably two thousand and t- shit. Ten or eleven <laughs> or something like that. I don't that. remember that year. <laughs> it was it was long ago. Like I was right out of high you school. Talked about being old now. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably about 2010. Maybe maybe 11. We played um road yeah. to no wins together with fracture over there at Tabor That's City. That's right. That's right. Amongst other things, man. I, I I enjoyed my time with fracture, man. That was a you know fracture was a name that was prominent in the CFOA and the tournament series that I was a part of that I was blessed to be a part of for many years and. When the when the team transitioned over to playing some more events for fun, playing some recreational ball, some scenario ball, and they were kind enough to to help make me a part of it. Not only was I able to play, but you know through the company I was working with at the time, I was able to sponsor the team. And man, we got out on the field and we shot a lot of people. Oh yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Everybody had their cool. Fun. Everybody had their cool um, camouflage and black fracture jerseys, and I took. That's right. I've I, still got mine. I promise you. I took Daniel's white and red one. And had some red JT teams. I was I got pictures of it still. I was the only one out there that was I was the brightest dude in the woods. <laughs> he brags about that. But dude, I look still gave better than he got. I so look guess what? I look so good doing it too. Hashtag <laughs> Absolutely. That is that jersey. Um the the original orange ones, the really dark orange ones, mm-hmm. and that white and red one are the best looking paintball jerseys, in my opinion, period. Pro circuit, uh, uh, retail circuit. Period. Those fracture jerseys were the best looking ones. They were a signature. People knew who y'all were when you walked behind them. That's for sure. Man. Oh yeah. So let me ask you, since you you've been around since the beginning of time. Um, Careful. <laughs> <laughs> so you talking about how fracture made that transition, um, and yes. we we've talked about fracture a million times in this podcast, and people probably blow it off, but to me and Daniel it was a huge deal to be around those guys back then. Cause they were, they were so dominant in the CFOA. Mm-hmm. Um, when they made that transition uh, to us, it seemed like, I mean, you know, you go to scenarios for fun, but, sure. but it seemed like it was a very, I guess the word would be desensitized of, you know, transition. Cause th- those guys were hard down uh, killers. You had to earn your mm-hmm. spot. You had to earn your Jersey. And then they went to um, Woods Ball, and it was like, "You get a jersey, you get a jersey, everybody gets a jersey." <laughs> was that was that kind of weird for you to see? Like, did you notice that too? It it was weird, yes. And I, the, the reason why it was weird is precisely what you've mentioned. If you knew the team and you were around for the original core of guys, 
that were down to go to knuckles with you at any time inside the net. You know, these this was a scrappy team. This was a team that could figure out how to win on the paintball field and played just played some damn good Carolina Southern paintball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fast fast guns, fast mouths, and you know, bloody knuckles. Let's get it going. And when a team that has that reputation and was successful makes a transition to something that's more laid back, yeah. If you're if you're aware of the whole story, yeah, that 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 throws up a big question mark. But let's face it, there there comes a time for for every serious competitor that you know. Sometimes you you have to look around and say, I didn't get into paintball to have a second job. Right. Maybe maybe I want to have a few beers with my buddies, play how I want to play, where I want to play, when I want to play, and do that because I genuinely love it. Because a bad day of paintball is better than most good days at work. Oh yeah, thanks. Amen. And if you just love this game, if you just love what it's about and you love that feel because let's face it, we do this because there is no feeling like it in the world. When you step inside that net, the whole world goes away. It's you and the back end of your gun and your goggles and the guy next to you or the girl next to you or whoever's playing paintball with you. So after you know, yes, some people strive for and need that ultimate level of competition. How far can I push myself? How much better can I make myself? Is my is my team and my group of people better than you today? Some people need that. But some people just want to get out of the house and have a damn good time with some buddies. Yep. That's me anymore. I don't I don't have the competitive nature to um follow tournament circuits. I'd like to play a couple maybe you know, I, I wanted to play this uh, mech tournament coming up in December, but unfortunately, I'm That's on this weekend. Yeah, I'm on day shift this weekend, so I can't do that. But uh, Josh, you going to that? You know what, man? It snuck up on me this year. Uh, Everything has just been so busy with the move to where we live now, and let's work right now. Being the holidays, we are slam banging. I bet so, man. So, and and hey, that's a that's a good problem to have. I I, I oh, will not yeah. in any way complain, but. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Mr. John Tinker, he sent me a message um, a couple of days ago telling me about you know the event and where to park and all that stuff. And I'm like, when is that? And he's like, man, that's that's like that's Saturday, bro. And I'm like, word about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. So, so you know what? I, I was talking with Jennifer about it. Tonight. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta see if I can try to get down there, man, or up there, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll be there this weekend. Are you, I'm are probably you playing with Arthur? No, nah, I'm playing with uh, Wes. Oh, yeah. Team, That's right. you, did, you did say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have. It's really... going to be a good event, man. It always is. I can't wait. My wife was kind enough to gift gift me a uh, mech frame for my Lux for our anniversary in November. Yeah, so I want to put it to use. I, that's I, right. I shed a tear when I opened that box. No bullshit. Hey, that's a special thing, man. <laughs> I, I mean, not... the Lux is top tier, and then you put that mech frame on there. Yeah, I did not expect. I did not expect her to get that for. I was maybe I was thinking because I've had it at the top of my wish list for a little while. We keep the same wish list for like two years, mm-hmm. and I was like maybe Christmas. And um, she gave me the box and I opened it and I was like, "You didn't, man. That's a beautiful thing." Oh Lord, oh, yeah. I felt like shit because I didn't get her nothing. Oh, busted, busted. <laughs> I got her flowers, yeah. but I, I mean, I did pay for the the mountain trip we went on. But I didn't, see, I didn't, see, I didn't, I didn't physically get her anything. But it's I, a partnership, man. You know, it's a give and take. But I want to, yep. I want to put it to use. I got it on the Lux gun right now. Out there and put it on that Lux, and every time you gotta, you gotta think every time you go to pull the trigger. You don't just kick your ramp in and go do your business. Yeah. yeah. So that way, when you put one in the guy's like soft meat, 
and then you go next to knuckles you think of every single one of them i'm shooting you right now i'm shooting you right now i'm shooting you right now i meant to do that i meant to do that I this is personal that. that's a great feeling yeah. that's a great feeling oh man yeah i want i want to put it to use the only mech gun i've shot recently like mech conversion was uh daniel's what is that cs2 infamous cs2 yeah mm. yeah that's that's the only one i've shot remember when you were doing that uh icpl practice that i ended up blowing up the whole field for yeah <laughs> yeah or i should say we you helped but um yeah that's the only one i've shot and it was nice you know because i've shot cockers and things like that and it's it's nothing nothing like that oh no it's smooth it's smooth as butter man all you're doing is you know you're just doing the work of a mechanical solenoid man yep. you know there's nothing to it and it's i tell you what that uh i tell people all the time and it's 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 amazing because i've i'll go play somewhere and i've i've got a cs2 and i've got a 170r and I've got a Ripper autococker. And it never fails. I break out my EMEC. And yeah. yeah, it's got a you know, yeah, it's got an inception body. It's got the it's got the little magic touches inside the inside the trigger and it's got this and that. But at the end of the day, it's still a two, three hundred dollar mechanical gun. Right. And I just I love playing with that thing, man. It just you don't you don't have to think about it. You don't have to do nothing with it. Take it out. Go to the chrono, go play, and then when you're done, wipe it off with a wipe it off with a cloth, put it back in your bag. Yep, and guarantee that thing's gonna still work the next time you bust that bugger out. And it's a and, and it's a death dealing murder machine. Let me just yeah, it is. That. I I even thought about um, selling my CS2 mech frame uh, just so I can justify getting like a uh, one of those uh, emechs. And I was going to build my own and get, you know, build that setup. That way uh, my CS2 doesn't get messed up and scratched and stuff because I got mm -hmm. custom anode. That's, you know, that's, that's the beauty of the mechanical revolution, man. It's a, it's a feel-good time in paintball because what people like Timmy did with the Iron City Classic and the world of mechanical paintball that's followed up from that and what the autococker fight club did and all these things what it's done is it's it's given paintball back an ability to create its own identity it's brought so many amazing players back into the game and they've brought their kids man and we can all play on the same fields again and we could be as just as ornery and competitive as we want to be or we can just go have fun and that's what the mechanical thing that's happening in paintball right now is giving us. And I love it because, you know, the, quote unquote, the old days of paintball, you know, you built, if you were going to get serious about paintball, you know, you were going to buy an auto mag or you were going to buy an autococker. And a lot of that depended on the circle that you moved in or the store that you shopped at or whatever. And you, you, you got a basic gun in the box and yeah, it kind of worked, but you, you got to build, you know, if, if you started from scratch with a cocker, you know, you, you're going to put a three-way on it. You're going to put a reg on it. You're going to put a ram on it. You're going to put a, a different feed neck on it. You're going to put a trigger frame on it. You're going to do internal modifications. You can do that in green or purple or blue or red. And you can, you know, put a different barrel on it, do all these things. And, and, and the mag was the same way. You know, you put different parts on it, make it, you made it your own. And that was a big part of paintball was that gear-driven society. And the mechanical revolution has brought that back. Because now you take an EMEC and you put a body on it and you put a trigger on it and you put a grip frame on it and you put a, you know, you can take a $200 gun and make a $1,000 gun out of it. Yeah. And it's it's yours. You built it. You And every, every time you go out there and play paintball with that, you're shooting that dude over there 
it was something that you built with your own hands and that's a, that's that's special to me the last gun that did that before this revolution was probably the ion hey the ion was a big part of this <laughs> you know what i mean you could you could change everything on that and i mean every single thing on that gun that's what yeah. i did to my tipman spray <laughs> spray paint it <laughs> Well, I got Tipman's older than some of the people in this room. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> My Tipman collection's a pretty good one. Oh man! But you know, um, the the listeners are probably tired of hearing this name. But I did listen to the most recent episode of Playing On podcast, Carl Malkowski. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he was talking with Quinn, and he had a good point. You know, back in what a lot of people deem the golden days. Um, you had the personalization of the markers, you put CP mm-hmm. rig, hybrid on offs, you know, all that stuff. Um, I'm not going to elaborate. If you want to, if you want to hear what they talk about, just go listen to the episode. Um, <laughs> but they, they, they were just talking about kind of, kind of the old days versus now where you just, you pick a marker out of the box. You, just like you said, power it on chrono it, you take it to the field okay. you might put a different barrel kit on it but other than that you're not changing boards regs none of that stuff so everything's kind of the same but different color mm-hmm. so. and that's you know that's the manufacturers are listening to what the players wanted and are giving it to them so you can't you can't take anything away from what these what these companies like you know your lux or your eclipse or any of these people you know field one any of these companies that are making these gun die you know, they're they're simply giving their customer what what it is that they want and demand. Right. But at the same time, in the you know, like I, I remember <laughs> in the old days, like Tom got to a point where he wouldn't even sell you an automag with a barrel. Dang. Like like literally, he would just sell you the gun in a box. He's like, "You're gonna throw my barrel away anyway. Why am I gonna give it to you?" <laughs> hey, you're right. I mean, literally, I bought an automag. You open the box, and you you literally bought a tournament level paintball gun, and you could not take it to the field and go play. Dang. You know what I mean? It's it, it was a, just a remarkable time and think for a second about what paintball was then when you could walk into a paintball store a brick and mortar paintball store remember those oh yeah and you could look in a glass display case as long as the wall that i'm looking at and it was auto cocker three ways in every different color from five different manufacturers mm-hmm. and it was like you said cp regs different barrels different bottom line asas um different you know like you said boards different circuit boards, different feed necks, different uh, grip frames, different foregrips, different body kits, different everything, and you built your own gun. And what was, where, where did you do that? You did that at the paintball store. Why? Because the paintball store could exist. Right. Why could the paintball store exist? Because they sold you a gun and then they sold you, and they, 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 they made their margin on the gun, but then they made their money selling you the upgrades and then selling you the paint. They, they basically once they got you with the gun, they had a customer for life, right? Mm-hmm. And they could make a margin on every single thing they sold you, and so they could afford to keep the lights on, keep the door open, pay their employees, pay themselves, feed their kids. I remember up in Anderson, South Carolina, Ground Zero had a store inside the yes. mall. No, there. it wasn't Ground Zero. It was PBC. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it's Ground Zero. No, no Ground Zero was outside of. Um, Florence. Uh, what's that? What's that? Um, I'm like 99% sure that store was Ground Zero. I bet you your Lux it wasn't. I bet you your <laughs> mom it was. Oh, here I'm, I'm going to lose on purpose so you can keep her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Paintball Central because they had, a, they had a store in a field up there at Greenville. 
And then they had a separate store in that mall to get people to go from Anderson to Greenville since they're right beside each other. I don't remember it being called PBC. But anyways, I went in there. Um, I stayed with my sister for two weeks and was helping them do like French drains and shit in their backyard and stuff. They just moved into a new house. And they paid me in a brand new pair of excessive pants, all black excessive pants, mm. and a pair of black and red events, the the softier events that had just come out. But it was it was so, I remember, see, I remember those. It <laughs> was so cool to walk into a store that wasn't at a field mm-hmm. and see it. I was like, you know, this is you know, and I was probably fifteen at the time, fifteen or sixteen. I was like, this is what we need as a sport. Paintball uh, gear everywhere, as far as you could see. Yeah, because I mean, they had every they different had, kind of mask. Try it on before you yeah. buy it. See, they had a skateboard section, and they had a mm-hmm. um, they had like a little snowboard section, like a very tiny snowboard section. But when you walked in, the forefront was paintball. And I thought it was the coolest shit. And then you you just don't see that no more. You got to remember, I grew up in paintball stores, man. Yeah. You know, my my first job when my parents were like, if you're going to play this thing, you need to get out and go get a job <laughs> was, you know, was at the paintball store. You know, mm-hmm. As a, and, and it was that's what a way to learn this game. Oh, yeah, that was so we went from um before duck and dive moved from lake city to florence that was when um fracture was still playing over adventure beach and then when the paintball field went from lake city to florence where it was closer to all of the fracture guys that's when fracture went from uh they went from myrtle beach and they went to liberty paintball mm-hmm. and tried to do something there and it just didn't work out and then their home field to um Atlantic Coast paintball that ended up, you know, burning down to the ground, essentially, business-wise. Yeah, metaphorically, not not literally. Yeah, I mean, not, nothing's not, there anymore, but still. Back in the, yeah, that's, that, that's a whole different topic. But um, <clears throat> I remember seeing the bright orange fracture jersey, and I was there playing rec ball, and I was like, oh, man. And then Lee, uh, I don't know if you remember Lee that played with fracture. Um Lee came over and was like, yeah, uh, I play with those guys every weekend. I was like, no way. These dudes look like um, they reminded me of NASCAR because they had all these names sure. and sponsors. But across the chest, it said JoshSilverman.com. And I was like, right. Capture the I impact. St- That's right. <laughs> I was like, I've seen that name before. That, was, was, like, that was an honor of mine, by the way. Man, I bet so, man. That was very special to me. You know, I was telling it's, it's so funny you bring it up. I was talking to somebody the other day a, a facebook memory popped up of me in a fractured jersey and i was like i told some people at work i was like you ever been blessed enough to have your name on the front and the back of a jersey <laughs> you know that was that was special for me because it was good guys who played good paintball and they were you know and they they worked hard and they took it seriously and they experienced success and they wanted to, they wanted me to be a part of that and and that was that was really really special for me. And then and then to, to later on to get a chance to go and play paintball with those guys was just as special to me. And even more so because once again I was able to sponsor them, you know, through the companies I was working with at the time, like Pinocchio. Yeah, right. Goddamn yeah, Pinocchio! Awesome. I forgot all about those things. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> a lot of people have. <laughs> no, hey, you know that's a whole that's a whole other set of stuff I but guess. you know that that pinocchio <laughs> performed way better than that bullshit torque we had you remember that daniel uh, yes I, 
when when we had uh, the fracture dudes from South Carolina tried to merge with some high speed players from North Carolina, we made that team underground heroes, and um, the jerseys looked fly. They were that whole lime green. It had the shield with wings and stuff. It looked so cool. Those. Yeah, but oh man, those torque loaders that we got were hot garbage. I hate to say it. Hot, like me and Jim would be, and uh, the rest of the fracture dudes would be like picking up because we only paid ended up paying like twenty five dollars per hopper. Yeah, I say it was dirt yeah. cheap for for us. Yeah, it was for us it was twenty five bucks, but I think they were selling them for like a hundred, hundred and twenty, like retail, and they're like twenty five dollars in this year. So you just had to go tell people about them and use them and blah 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 blah. Typical sponsorship stuff, right? That shit would like fall apart, like I mean, literally fall apart. Like the internals and stuff would fall apart mid game. It, it was, I, it was man. I tell you what, the truth is, man. Spending all those years in the paintball loader business, it is a difficult, difficult thing to make an object that is a cross between a water balloon and a musket ball <laughs> feed properly faster than gravity without mashing them to pieces and then you bungholes want to go and dive with that thing on top of your gun <laughs> and do it in the rain and like twist like gorilla grip your 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 feed neck down and and oh my and then like it is it is a remarkable technological achievement to make a loader that just plain grinds and the companies that have pulled it off I cannot give enough kudos, you know, whether that be, you know, I'll sit here and talk about our loader, you know, the VMAX all night. I can, but, but let's talk about, you know, the success of the Spires, the rotors, right. You know, the blah, 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 blah. Can we give a shout out Back. to the King Halo one time? I mean, hey, <laughs> let me tell you, dude. it is, it is a remarkable thing in an industry, in a game, in a sport, regardless of the size. That no matter what gun you used, everyone had the same hopper. Yeah. It's happened a couple of times in this industry, you know, whether it was, you know, the view loader, you know, the VL2000, the, the revolution. Yeah. And then as paintball guns evolved, as electronics gave us the ability to shoot faster than gravity, you know, to, 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 to eclipse that 10, 12 shot per second barrier. I don't care what you did to that loader. It just, you just couldn't feed it fast enough. And next thing you know, you've got this loader that, hey, we can shoot 20 balls a second, dude. I dare you to go to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Because I will cut you in half. And back then, there was three bunkers between you and that guy. <laughs> yeah. And I will, I will annihilate you. I will punish you. I will chop your goggles right off of your face. Jim gave a kid and, a seizure one time because he spun on him because he was shooting oh, hey. like 20 a second. <laughs> no, I've seen... I've seen... I've seen goggles chopped up, man. I mean, it's, uh. it's, it's, it's not a good thing to talk about, but fact of the matter is the old days, you know, whether you shot an intimidator or a real fast DM or whatever it happened to be, there was a, there was, there was a halo on top of your gun, man. Oh yeah. It was what funny. It was funny because the halo started coming in <clears throat> and everybody was using revies and eggies mm -hmm. and then the revies died out. The eggies picked up a little bit, but people couldn't stop breaking feed necks. So for a little period of time, it was kind of like the battle between the eggies and the halos. And then, bam, everybody. And I mean, every single person playing tournament mm -hmm. paintball had a halo. 
Yeah, then then the Halo B came out, and you went from you know, and you had that belt drive where you could, hey, I can push paintballs into your gun at a million balls a second and not mash them together. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and now I can I can feed you a paintball as fast as you can possibly make your gun shoot, and I and you can do that with super brittle tournament paintballs. The rip drive was crazy because I I just you know the rotor you have the little trigger you can pull back, mm-hmm. but like it just I don't miss sitting behind a bunker rotating a. And just uh, give, me, give, give, give me five balls. Give me five balls. That guy's got to die. I don't miss those days, but it's it's crazy to think back that far. Like, man, this is top tier. Where do you, you know? How do you advance from here? And now, seven hundred years later, gray hairs and bad backs. Here we are. Mm-hmm. You know, Spire, <laughs> Spires, JT. Just think about loader. think about what's changed though. Now we're all shooting 10, 11 balls yeah. a second. That's true. Yep. Now it's about it, it. It's evolved from how fast can I shoot. So I can like mash this guy and his ancestors to pieces. It's evolved to we're all shooting the same speed now. Give me a loader that's going to work every time I push the button. Yep. Unless you shoot some of those guys. Are what, shooting like, some of those guys are shooting like fifteen with me. Hey, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, my my Emac with that little pen I got in there. Oh, bro, let me do. Oh, don't stand in front of it. Is all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> that's the beaten zone is out there in front of that barrel. You know, I hear the argument. I'm sorry. I hear the argument sometimes where people are like, "Hey, the whole purpose of mech is to slow the rate of fire down. Let's let's go to gravity fed hoppers or or agitated hoppers." I think it's kind of like shooting uncapped semi electronic. It's it's a skill to shoot your yep. gun that fast. Well, think about that. You're exactly right. I mean, there's. Do I agree that the whole purpose of mech was to bring some movement, some some of the old school field craft back into paintball. Yes. 100%. The paintball let's, let's make paintball that chess game again. Right. And I, I'm whole believe me, I'm wholeheartedly into that. I, I, I love that with all my heart, but at the same time, dude, if, if you can shoot faster than me and you're meaning to shoot faster than me, go ahead because you've earned that you're capable of that. You've practiced that it's a skill. It's part of the skills. It's part of the tools that you carry on your belt when you walk on the field, and I don't have a problem with that. If you can if if you can shoot that gun faster than me, cool. That's how I feel about uncapped semi. Like I feel like the people who cry about it can't properly shoot their gun. Yeah, they can't shoot lefty either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, that's usually day, what it is. They can't shoot off. At the end of the day, there's always going to be someone that's going to have some problem with something we do in paintball. I mean, you could you could promote an event and you could stand at the front gate and hand out gold bars, and someone would be like, "Bro, where the diamonds at?" Yeah. So at the end, but but at the end of the day, it's still people thinking about what's best for the future of our sport and its existence. Yeah, I think. And we're, I think let's face it, that's been heck. Compared to you say, compared to two or three years ago, maybe let's just say right before COVID. I think paintball's in a great spot. Like, look at World Cup that just happened. We're not going to, we don't have to elaborate too much because we just had two episodes talking about it. The listeners are probably like, Jesus Christ, I'm so sick of hearing about fucking World Cup. <laughs> it's only the biggest paintball event ever. I mean, right. Come on, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, th- like this year, they're, they're claiming, I don't know the statistics, but they're claiming this is the biggest World Cup there has ever been. Um, I don't know that to be true. I'm just, <clears throat> from what I'm gathering on my, I mean, Shit those those numbers I will not dispute. Um, you know, there there were there were World Cups not far from where this one was back in the ten man days. It had hundreds of teams. Yeah, 
hard to quantify. And and, and, and and I mean, look, look at how big their trade shows were. Everybody had a tractor trailer. Right. You know, but the world is different. Paintball is different. The fact is they're getting massive participation from all over the world, and that's important for us. And the fact that as an industry, we can do that right there in Kissimmee at the Gaylord, where people driving by are seeing paintball in a bright and positive light. That's good for our business. That's good for our sport. That's good for our publicity. And let's, I mean, you, you have to give, you have to give them all the credit in the world for pulling that off. That's, that's a, a remarkable feat. Oh yeah. 100%. I, there was, I want to say this year that I went, I want to say it was about six or seven families that were walking around. Yeah. Uh, and you could tell that, that they were not familiar with it because they were, had, had, had no idea what was going on. Yep. But they came over from the Gaylord resort and was like, oh wow! And the next thing you know, they had, they were buying their kids stuff and all this other, like had them playing the jelly blaster stuff and getting them hooked. So all like, things that are important for bringing new new yep. people and more eyes positively onto our game, onto our sport in a world where so much is wrong, where everybody's mad at each other on social media about something somebody said, where somebody's trying to cancel somebody, where somebody's scumbagging somebody. There's something positive out there that we can give, that we can contribute to the world, and that's that I don't care who you are. Paintball is a great equalizer. You step inside that net, it doesn't matter what color you are, it doesn't matter man, woman, where you're from, doesn't matter. Once you pull those goggles on, you know what you are? You're a paintball player. Yep. And yeah. if you're standing next to me and we're on the same end of the field, guess what? You're the guy I'm going to try to stay alive for. And I'm going to try to shoot them before they shoot us. And if you're at the other end of the field, you're my opponent. You're my opponent, and I'm going to put paint on you. Yeah. And no mercy. But when we walk outside and take the goggles off, we're people, and we get along. And I haven't seen a whole lot of things in the world that can do that like paintball does. Mm-mm. And if we can show that to the world in a positive way, we're going to grow. And something like your gel blaster, where now we have an item that is so ridiculously fun and affordable that I can bring a five or a six-year-old and his mom and dad, and they can all play together. They can get that from a paintball place so that now those people are shopping and buying paintball gear or stuff from a paintball store when the kid is five, six years old. And then when he's 10 or 11, he's playing 50 cal paintball. He's playing low impact at a birthday party. And then when he's 13 or 14, now he's going to buy an Emac or a Tipman or a, a Razorback or a Blackhawk or whatever, our gun, their gun, doesn't matter because it's a new paintball player and he's contributing to the sport with his money. And that's the future of the game. But you know, that's that's essential uh, because go go back and and listen to a lot of these pro paintball interviewers. How did you get started? A birthday party. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If if you, just like you said, you introduce them to something like Jelly Ball and they're like, hey, that's fun. I can do this. You know, a couple years later, I can do this at another level. And just like you mm-hmm. said, somebody invites them to a birthday party. Boom. One out of a hundred is going to get hooked at the bare, yeah. at the bare minimum. That's so, what we, that, and, and that's really all we need, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. We'd love more, but I'd love to have you. You know, I, I fell in love with the gel blaster concept. I, I, I didn't know what it was. And then we were blessed at Valken to partner with gel blaster. And the bosses came to me and were like, this is going to be big. We want to push this. This is important. And I was like, man, I, I don't, you know, 30 years in this thing, you see stuff come and go. That's going to be the next big thing. And you're like, man, I don't know. And then I experienced it. We, we went to a field, we set it up, we ran it. 
And when I saw a mother drive into a paintball field that she had never been to before, because she told me she hadn't. Oh, we drive by here all the time. We just never stopped. She rolls up in the minivan and fi and like both side doors slide open and it's like I don't even think she came to a complete stop. Kids just started falling out. And that sounds like me. Fucking <laughs> roll, and, Junior. And and so she comes she she comes over and she and she brings us these kids and one of them is a little beautiful little young lady, probably five years old, six years old. And she's got her little dress on and she's just the cutest little most precious thing. And she didn't. She didn't want any part of it because there's like these, 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 these guns. But it's a gel blaster. It doesn't look like a gun. It's bright colored. It looks like some kind of weird Star Wars blaster. So the parents weren't concerned about it. They let their guard down enough that we were able to introduce them to something in a way that they were willing to accept it in a positive light. You don't have to go in there and play if you don't want to, sweetheart. Why don't you try to just shoot this at the target range? She shot it, mommy. I love this. I want to go play. Now she goes in there with the boys and she's running them down and they're giggling the whole time and they're safe. They've got their goggles on and they're just running around with these little gel blasters and they're blasting each other to pieces and they're giggling and they're laughing and they're having a great time. And there's a couple of grown ass men in there playing with them and they're all having a good time. And the mom comes to me and, and, and we're talking and, you know, I've, I've never been here before. So here's new customers for the paintball, for the paintball park. Right. Right. And they're young and they're having a great time. And the mom says, can I play? Ma'am, you bet you can. You bet you can. Get her some goggles, get her a gel blaster, get her inside the net. Now she's in there playing gel blaster at a paintball field with her children. And they're having a great time. And that woman bunkered her child. No, she didn't dunk on the kid, did she? As hard as she could just... <laughs> This, this is for all the laundry. This is for all the trips to school. This is for that 100%. time you pooped your diaper. Just wear some of these gel blaster gelets in your face. Yo, that jacket is tight, son. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she had, and they're laughing the whole time. You know, this is all in jest. But fact of the matter is, they had a great time. And here was the thing: How much does this cost? If 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 I want one, ma'am, they're ma'am, they're fifty nine dollars. You know what I mean? Yep. And guess where they went to buy all this stuff? They went into the paintball pro shop at the paintball park. And that That's generated awesome. revenue. And the mom, I promise you, was on her Facebook chat with her other moms. We got to do this for birthday parties. We got to take these kids here. It's safe. It's clean. It's professional. It's fun. And the kids are exhausted and they're going to go home and take a nap. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. And and they 100%. all came, and 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 we we grew the game for real. That everyone wants to talk about grow the sport. That's they'll be back. That's definitely a they'll way to be do back, it. and they will grow, and they will get older, and they will have as a habit. They will be going to the paintball park, and so at some point they're going to grow out a gel blaster. They're going to look around. They're going to say, "Well, what's that? Well, that's a this is a fifty caliber paintball gun. It does kind of the same thing as a as all the other paintball guns, but it's low impact. It doesn't sting." Oh, hey, well, let's try that. Let's do a birthday party with that. Mom, this was fun. I got to have a paintball gun. I need a new barrel. I need a uh, thermal pair of goggles. It doesn't fog. I need a new pack. I need pods. They're generating revenue for the game. They're hooked, and they're hooked for life, just like we were. And it's the future of our game. And I fell in love with it because it is a genuine way that you can physically see the sport grow one new person at a time. Yeah. Our, our gel blasters was a brass eagle talon from Walmart. 
Hey, oh, you know, hundred percent. We've all been. You know what? That's that 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 was a generational introduction to paintball too. Yep. Fun fact: TC has enough kids to start his own Jelly Blaster team. <laughs> That's our own basketball team. What you talking about? <laughs> Come in five up. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, TC just told us he would definitely dunk on his wife and kids. <laughs> you know that's that's the thing. You know, I I talk very positively about the gel blasters, but I warn people too. I'm like people like a good good example was full to gap. You know, we, we had a few gel blasters like the new L gel blaster XL rifles. Mm-hmm. We had some of those on display, and people were coming over like, "Oh my gosh, what is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, these are gel blasters." Just that, you know. But I warn everybody. I'm like, I'm just gonna let you know. If you buy one, this is how it starts. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, just like your first time playing paintball when you guys were all in the backyard or you were with your church group or whatever, and everybody had kind of the same gun. Y'all just went to the store and bought, you know, your Razorback or your Spider or your Tipman or whatever was in the plastic packaging, right? And then the first guy went out and he got himself a nicer gun. The first guy went out and got himself that electronic gun or that 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 different barrel or something that that, that elevated him just a little bit above y'all. Next thing you know, you had to have one, and this guy had to have one, and this guy had. To. Next thing you know, you're all shooting electronic guns. Like it's the same thing, man. One person gets one of these gel blasters, and you come into the office in the morning with your coffee and whatever, and somebody just works you in the face, and you're like, "That's not going to happen to me again." I'm catching an HR and, charge. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like we're you walk through the office, and somebody just wears you out on the way to accounting, and you're like, "Dude, what is happening right now?" But you're not going to get you're you're not going to get caught slipping like that again. So now you got to have one. Hell no! Check out oh, my yeah. Glock. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. <laughs> no doubt. points, baby. I'm not even kidding. kidding. I mean, that is how it starts. And next thing you know, everybody's got one. I might get some for the kids for Christmas now. I'm just I'm just letting I mean, you know. Get one and get. The, I mean, and, and they've got the glow in the dark gelets now with their tracer activators. I mean, it's, it's like laser beams at night. You got Star Wars going on in the backyard. TC's, so cool. TC's kind of a Jew, yeah. so he might buy one for the kids to share. Everybody has a budget you got to work with. Oh, man. TC, if you're going to get some, get them through Josh. Hey, we got the full range, man. Yeah. There you go. Talking.com. I'll ship them right to your door. Do I get like 0.2% of that because I just um, plugged it yeah. right there? I mean, I, no, I'm going to work with you, man. I mean, get with me after this. <laughs> We'll work out like a discount code. We'll put something together, man. Hell yeah. I can't wait till my son. I'm I'm here to make moves, man. We're all all (laughs) doing things, man. Handling business. I'm on the clock right now, man. (laughs) What were we saying, Daniel? It's a fan pleasure. I I was just saying that I can't wait till my son's old where the point where I could go get him a jelly blaster because as soon as I saw that um, at World Cup, I was like, I got to get him one of those. But like, he definitely doesn't. You know, he's only he just turned two. He doesn't know the concept of it yet. <laughs> but but you know what? It won't be long. Young. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I've seen him four, five, six years old. You know, because you put him in like like our goggles, the MI three goggle, the gotcha goggle that we have. It has the top strap goes over the top of your head, mm-hmm. so the goggles, even though it's on a small child, won't fall down around their neck. And then you put them in like the the little chest protector. They're like a little tank because now they feel no pain. <laughs> oh no! So they just Martin go out there like. <laughs> we had we had little kids that would just go out there and just hold the trigger down and just and just just work you and just walk up to you and just just give it to you like right in the knees and just you know and it was it was just and the giggling the whole time having a wonderful safe time and these are like core memories that they're building oh yeah and it all feeds back into paintball 
I'm gonna get that's just I'm gonna get Jacob one. Daniel's son and my son are three months apart. I'm gonna get my son one, but I'm gonna square up when a one v one with my TM forty. Do what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm scared. I love my kids. Daddy, how come my mine doesn't hurt yours like mine does? (laughs) No, I'd tell you what. Them gel blaster XL rifles, though, those things will crank over 200 feet per second. Do they? Dang. Yeah, he'll zap you, man. Oh man. Maybe next you year. You might be coming home from work one day. He'll pick your ass off. <laughs> yeah, let me get one, and we'll come play in your backyard or my backyard. That's like fine. the good old days. That's fine. Oh, we'll, we'll turn That's the what they're for, man. Down. That's what they're for, because there is no cleanup. It's all environmentally safe. They're lithium battery powered. You plug them in. You know, there's no AA batteries to worry about. It's just the coolest thing I've ever seen, man. That That is definitely... Uh... One of the inventions, I think that's a power move for anything paintball because it is yep. 100% like entry level. Yeah, it is a it great is, it is It is part of how we secure our future. Yep, 100%. Really so I am, I, I know I've talked a lot about it here, but it's there's a reason for it. I've, I've really fallen in love with it and I really do admire it. And I, I, I think it is important for our future, you know, as, a, as an industry. Because it, at the end of the day, what is paintball? We're, we're in the entertainment business. Right. We sell blocks of entertainment two hours at a time or one day at a time. The the paintballs and the gun just happen to be the thing that, that drive that, supply that. So we have to we have to stay on the forefront of making sure people have something that's worth their time. Yeah. You know, because if you look at the positives, you guys touched on it earlier. You know, you look at what happened through COVID, and paintball happens to be in a good place. Why? Because when other forms of entertainment were forcibly closed and paintball and, you know, paintball was open because we we naturally social distance and we wear masks so we can stay open. So people with Disney money that couldn't go to Disney because they were closed or people that had movie theater money and couldn't go to the movies because they were closed, they went to paintball because it was open. And we were able to reach those people that otherwise would have just driven right by us and we could hook some of those. Yeah, 2020 was my introductory year back in, or was it 2021? It might have been 21, Daniel. It was 21. Yeah, last year. Yeah, that was my introductory year back into it. Um, I had taken about 10 years off, and uh, a wedding that I was a part of, they were like, hey, we're going to play paintball this weekend, and I was like, all right. Is that a fact? I'm like, first off, you fuckers don't know shit about paintball, so where are we going? Yeah, let me me tell you something about paintball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, where are we going? They're like, we don't know yet. I'm like, so you say we're going to play. Don't know any of our own shit. And I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't have anything. You know, I whatever I didn't sell, Daniel has. Um, and I don't want to rent shit. I'm just, I've played with high can't end. Can't do it, man. I, I can't bring man, myself dude, to do dude, it. Dude, I've played with high end <laughs> stuff. I don't want to rent yep. nothing. I don't want to wear a shitty rental mask. And, uh, and um, my goggles are fogging, man. What am I doing? And, right. So Jamie, Jamie was like, I really think you should play. I think you'll have a good time. And uh, so I hit Daniel, I hit Daniel up and I was like, Hey, uh, first off, do you want to play paintball next weekend? He was like, what? I was like, yeah, bachelor, you just say to me? bachelor party. <laughs> Cause you know, Daniel never quit. And he's been trying to get me to play for the last 10 years. Hey, when you gonna play paintball? Like, never. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Hey, you want to play next weekend? He was like, sure. Where? I was like, Oh, we're going to Bishopville. He's like, I guess. And I was like, second off, 
can you bring enough shit for me to use? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need some pants. I need a pack. I need 17 dude, pods. Dude, he hooked me up. He, I shot his Love 06 it. Nexus Ego. He gave me a pair Oof. of pants. He got in a gear bag. Damn, don't hurt him. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I one-balled everybody. He shot his CS2. You shot your CS2, right? Uh, DSR Plus at the uh, time. DS, okay. Oh. T- TC came out. TC hadn't played in a I'll long set time. I set up my old gear. Yeah. My old original JT gear. Old barbed wire JT jersey. That's I right. know it. Ever since and my, my pants too. Oh yeah, yeah, the old before the tournament pants, before the JT tournament pants, the cargo pants. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I can't wear these. Can't wear the joggers. No, not not. Well, a, it's too big. Josh, <laughs> Josh, are you a jogger fan? I, you know what, man, you're putting me in a spot. You, know, uh, like, uh, you, you make a really, really great pair of jogger paintball pants. Tune in jogger. next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, that's that is what the market is currently requesting. But I'm going to tell you, my pants. Uh, I'm wearing the old. I'm wearing the phantom pants, baby. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know, the jogger thing. It has a. It, it has a place in paintball, but you know that is that is not. For people with tiny not, legs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, I did not skip leg day, and you know, I didn't skip ass day either. Yeah, same. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like. I need some cuffs at the bottom of my pants, man. Dude, oh yeah, I'm telling you. I just scored a set of um red JT teams. Um I got the blue ones Daniel gave me, but these are these are the OG ones, not the ones they're making now, so they're a lot more durable. But they're like brand new in the pack. Oh, I got mine. Hell, I got Drax's uh, pants with square wrinkles on them, man. They're still in the pack. Nice. You want to sell them? That's awesome. <laughs> like I said, get with me after this, man. I want it like the old school like trauma Drax's pants. Well, I'm saying I I I ain't bringing no bullshit to the party, man. Yeah, um, I have cash. We're <laughs> um, gonna work something out. Cash is king. I will definitely talk to you about that because I've been eyeballing a set on eBay, but they have like a tear in the in the button. Oh, see, see, yeah. And a brand new baby I ain't never seen sweaty balls. What size are they? <laughs> no, time out, time out, time out. We'll talk after. <laughs> They're, they're extra. Shed, they're they're extra I'm gonna have to go out there and look at the tag. They're but. extra, extra small. Nobody's interested. I'll talk to you after. Like I said, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get together. We're gonna come to Jesus just those, a little bit. Those are my favorite. <laughs> those are legit my favorite pants. The trauma. Ooh, I love those pants, pants man. They oh god, my, they are my favorite ones. Those were those were special times in paintball. You want to yes. talk about trauma just a little bit? Oh yeah. Well, let's. Here's what I want to talk about. Talk to me. I want to talk about me. No, it's good. <laughs> but um, no. So so without putting you on the spot, it's safe to say that you've been around the block a couple of times in this game. Or what have you heard? Uh, I don't. I want to know. Well, you touched on it a little bit. I kind of want to know where you started. And um, I mean, I got plenty of time. I don't know about other guys, but I, and I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna bore you with details, man. Like. My wife will tell you I tell a long story, but that's fine, man. We're, we are. I mean, a... it's a it's a twenty nine year story to get to where I sit right now. But and I I grew up in Northern Virginia, around a little town called Fredericksburg, and uh, I really didn't have much of an identity as a as a young man as a as a teenager. You know, I wasn't I wasn't a super big. I I, I was scrawny. Yeah. In addition to being short and funny looking, um. So, you know, maybe, so I guess what I'm getting at is football wasn't really my thing. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know, I didn't really, you know, but, you know, I was short, white, Joshua David Silverman, basketball was not my calling. Um, 
I didn't have, you know, there, you know, in high school, you know, so, so many of my peers and my friends had their identity based around, you know, their letter jacket, the sport that they played. You know, I run cross country. I play, you know, I, I, I run track. I wrestle. I play football. You know, I'm on the varsity squad. I, you know, I'm on special team. I didn't have that, you know. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't really have an identity. And somebody, and we're, we're, we're going back about 93 now. And we used to give the, uh, we used to give the gym coach a hard time every, every day. I, I was zero. In gym, easy. <laughs> First of all, take it easy. T- TCS, <laughs> TCS, I had to oblige. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, it's all right. It is what it is. Um, I mean, I was driving, but whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But I guess what I'm getting, I, oh, okay, I wasn't driving. I was a freshman. I wasn't driving yet. I was like, I was like, you know, whatever. Don't church but it fact up. Fact of the matter is, it was about 92, 93. And we always used to give the gym teacher a hard time every day. We'd come into gym class and be like, coach, what are we doing today? And, he, and he'd, you know, because we were smart asses, he was always going to be a smart ass back. He was like, we're harpooning whales today. You know, and one day he popped off with, we're going to go play paintball. Whoa. And everybody was like, oh my God, that's awesome. I heard about that, you know? And I was like, well, what is paintball? And somebody was like, oh, it's this game. You go out in the woods and you shoot at each other. I'm like, well, this is really something new. And there was an Army-Navy store in Fredericksburg, a place that's still there. It's called Corky's Military Surplus. And I walked in there, and, man, they had paintball guns. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And they had paintball magazines, you see. Hmm. And so I got a couple issues of paint check and action pursuit games and paintball sports. And all these different magazines, and I started reading. Shout out to PB2X, the best magazine. Hey, hey, we, don't worry, we coming to that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get there. Um, and I fell in love with this game. It was like nothing I had ever seen or experienced before. And my parents were absolutely heartbroken. They were pretty sure they failed. They were like, our kid wants to go be a mercenary, a soldier of fortune. Oh lord. An extremist, you know, this is, this is pre nine 11 now, you know, you know, they were pretty sure their kid wanted to go join a militia. They were like, Oh my God, how did this happen? What did, where did we go wrong? This was cocaine to them. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it took me damn near a year of talking to them to convince them that this was something they should let me try and that it was safe and that it was cool. And on father's day, 1993, my father put me in the Subaru and drove my ass like an hour up north to Leesburg, Virginia. There was a place called Virginia Adventure Games. Mm-hmm. And he dropped my ass off there and bought me an entry. And I had this plastic splatmaster that I mail ordered and his pair of goggles. And it was 100 degrees. And there were some dudes on that field that had played for the world championships in the 80s. And those dudes cut me to ribbons. So 93, 94, is that still the era of eye goggles only, or is it full face? We, we, we were, yeah, we, we were just crossing that, that threshold. The Spectra had just been released. Uh, most everybody was wearing JT Crossfires, um, JT's... Uh, JT Whippersnappers, uh, Scott Goggles, Scott Intruders, um, Vince Goggles, the original Vince Goggles with the clips in the back where you could take off the goggles. Um, mm-hmm. Those were around. And, yeah, most people were wearing just goggles. And these – I mean, chronographs were really kind of a suggestion. It was not, like, super 
You know, like, <laughs> hey, he's blowing bark off the trees. I want to blow bark off the trees. Okay, cool. It's fair. Now let's go see who the man is. Mm-hmm. And I'm out there with this splat master. And I didn't shoot a swinging dick all day. <laughs> and they cut me up. They punished me. They demolished my face, dude. Like, I'm talking like purple, black, and blue. Yeesh. Yeah. Mm. The first paintball that ever struck me hit me directly in my right ball. Oh, no. Church fell over and hit me in the left one and put me right on the ground. Mm. And, Good Lord, man. Yeah, and when the ref helped me up and got me off the field, I was shaking. I had never experienced that much adrenaline in my life. And I was I was hooked. It was the most remarkable, incredible experience I had ever had. And that was all I could think of after that. School was whatever. And from that point on, it was paintball. And the next time I went back, Dad rented me a gun. You know, and bought me like a half case of pro ball for like 60 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I, then I shot a dude. And that was an experience. Like the first time I pulled the trigger on a paintball gun and that ball went out and flew over there and broke on that guy. And that dude was like, I'm gone. Well, he, he was actually like, Al, but whatever. <laughs> Holy um, shit. <laughs> it was directly in the small of his back and it was such a good time. Um, well, Josh he didn't know I was there. I was, I just, he was actually shooting. Yeah. I just kidney shot this dude. It was so good, and he was like, "Ah!" And it was, it was, that was it, man. I was like, "This, this is my thing, man." And it was not a hobby. It was not a phase. It was not a fad. It was not. It was an obsession from that point on. And I did everything I could, man. I read every magazine I could get my hands on. It was a local paintball store had just opened. And mom drove me around in the in the in the station wagon to find it. It was a little place had very had literally just opened. It was in the basement of a strip shopping center, a little place called Pevs. Oh boy! Nice. And they, the guy behind the counter was Pev, Mike Peveril, and mm-hmm. his partner was a guy named John Amadea. Hmm. And they were they had opened this paintball store, and they were publishing this newspaper in their office in the back and it was called PCRI. It was called paintball consumer reports international. And that was it. They took me in. They influenced me. They were playing for, they, they were playing for a, a team called Phantom force. And then they were, had jumped on and were playing with bad company. with Tom Cole. Why did nice. I think Pevs was a West coast thing? Because, yeah. because he sponsored, because when he became the biggest paintball store chain around, he was sponsoring people, and some of those people were associated with him that were on the West Coast. Okay. I, 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 for some reason, I was just like, Pevs? Virginia? Pevs, Virginia boy. Virginia? And, uh, <laughs> and um, they took me in, and they welcomed me, and my first job was working there and helping them at the store. And then I and then we built a field, and Pev opened a field, and I was refing there, and then I was the head ref there. And I grew up that way, man, and like the – they were shooting auto mags and I had to have one. So I worked and I got one and, you know, and it was all oh my Lord. It just, it, it developed me and I learned how to play paintball with those guys. And they were doing an issue of their, 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 their newspaper. And they were reviewing renegade knee pads 
And I sketched the Renegade knee pads by hand, and they put that in the magazine. Oh, how cool is that? And that was the cool, oh, my God. And then it was like, okay, you know, man, this magazine thing is pretty cool. Maybe I should try to write an article. And so I literally re- typed up an article on a typewriter. Don't any of you say a damn word. <laughs> Not one word. And I typed it up, and I saved it, on, and, and I, 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 I printed it. And I had it on this typewriter, and I, I put it in a manila envelope, and I mailed it to Action Pursuit Games. And they sent me a letter back, and they were like, we want to publish this, but it needs pictures. And I was like, man, I'm not a photographer. But they were like, if you send, they're like, we really like this article. If you'll send us pictures with your articles, we'll publish anything that you want, and we'll pay you. I'm like, wait, 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 wait pay me? People get paid? <laughs> Yeah, and this was like I was about a senior in high school. This we're getting about ninety seven, ninety eight now, mm-hmm. and I'm working paintball. And like I would work a day, ref a day Saturday, and I take my pay in paint. And I'd play Sunday, you know. And all of a sudden, there was this concept that man, I can get paid to do this, and that was like Dan Reeves, Jessica Sparks, the people who Randy Camilla, the people who were running Action Pursuit Games, and so I literally went to a camera shop. And was like, I don't know anything about cameras or taking pictures, but I need to learn real fast. And the people who worked at that camera shop were pro photographers who were moonlighting to make extra cash. And so rather than take advantage of me and just make some quick cash, they were good people and they taught me how to take a picture. And what all the buttons on a camera did. You don't find that these days. Nope. Everybody's so full of secrets and... You don't get that on Amazon. I promise you that. No, <laughs> no, man. No. So I was blessed truly because these people took me in and they were like, here's the camera you need to start with. And here's how it works. And here's the film that you use. Yeah. Not digital. Not yet. <laughs> and yeah. And here's how you develop pictures. And I took my camera to the paintball field and was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know what they published my article and so i sent articles to paintball news and Randy boucher at paintball news started publishing my work and he made me the mid-atlantic correspondent for paintball news and it was 20 bucks here 50 bucks there and action pursuit games was a couple of hundred bucks here and there and then in 99 Randy was like hey why don't you come out to the masters paintball tournament and cover the tournament for us. We'll get you a flight. Are you serious? Damn. Yeah. And so I, as you know, here I am and I go to Nashville and I meet, you know, you know, Poster Revo and I meet Greg Hastings and I meet Jim Lively and Sam Caldwell and all the people who were running that tournament. And, um, there were some kids out there playing. I think they were called the Iron Kids. Oh snap! Yeah, oh, just some nobodies. And and I met and I met this dude, this big redneck sounding dude. And he had just started this paintball league, and he was looking for a little bit of help. He was going to call it the CFOA. Larry. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's where I met him. <laughs> He's like, we're going to start next season. I'd really like you to come. That is and, awesome. And I showed up. And we created a friendship and a bond that lasts to this very day. 
and we built a paintball league together that grew to be one of the largest in paintball and it was a phenomenon and it was one of the most remarkable and incredible things i've ever been involved with in my life shout out to the cfoa because i miss amen amen and that cfoa led me to meet some people who had a paint who had just opened a paintball field and wanted a little bit of help in myrtle beach Hmm. and so in 2004 i moved to myrtle beach and i was i had been writing for I've been writing professionally and working for a magazine called Paintball to Extremes. The best. It was owned by Gino. That's right. It was <laughs> owned by Gino Posterivo of National Paintball Supply. Guy who owns Valken now. That is awesome. Where I work. And these things happened there, and I wound up uh, I wound up working at a magazine called PGI Paintball Games International. And I started working for. Caps, a company that made uh, paintballs like Hellfire, Inferno. Started doing pictures for them and working this tournament series called the CFOA and writing for this magazine and going to these events and meeting all these remarkable people. If you go back and oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, not at all. And, and I, I guess the to finish it off, when I moved to Myrtle Beach, I didn't really know anybody, and I met this blonde. Good looking girl named Jennifer. And after that first date, she ain't, ain't left me alone since. <laughs> Jen, that's, 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 that's entirely her problem, by you, the way. You have to lay it out, <laughs> lay it all on the dare, on the first date, like, hey, look, I'm, I'm into paintball. This is kind of my life. Oh, she figured it out real quick, man. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what? Next thing you know, she's working the events with me. That is awesome. And next thing you know, she's playing paintball. And now she plays paintball. She shoots firearms with me. She goes fishing with me. How blessed is that? All because of paintball. All because of paintball. Daniel, Daniel has a teammate that plays with him in Georgia. Uh, Wes Idle, his wife, plays on Georgia Extreme with them. I, I, that's, that, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, just like it goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's it's literally for everybody. Um, now, at the, at the tier you want to play at, you know, once you cross a certain threshold, then then it might not quite be for everybody. You start getting up into divisionals of the, the tournament leagues, but but it's tough to make that work, man. Ask ask somebody like Mikey Paxson and B. Youngs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? There are there, there are a select few that have the passion and the drive and have the life style maybe not the lifestyle, but the the willingness to adjust their life to make that work. Right. You know, and let's face it, two world class paintball players, so they they're they're sought after, you know. They could make that work because of their success on the field. Uh, look at uh, I don't know Todd and Tammy Adamson. Mm-hmm. Remarkable examples. Um, but yeah, it's just I mean, just all that's that's my story, man. I, I've just I've been blessed beyond measure to be in the right place at the right time to meet some amazing people who opened doors for me, who welcomed me, who educated me. I was just another annoying little pissant kid who loved paintball. And they could have ignored me. They could have yesed me. They could have blown me off, said my writing was garbage, or that I was, you know, I was just another, just another turd looking to cling on, you know. Yeah, what what if Action and, Pursuit Games was like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> it changed my whole life. Yeah, great. Because people, people like Randy, like Dan, like Jessica, like Randy Boucher, like John Amadea, like Pev, um, Bud Orr, Tom K, um, Jim Lively. And Sam Caldwell, may he rest in peace. Um, 
they taught me how to run paintball tournaments. They taught me how, you know, they, they, they helped make my writing better. Um, they educated me in business. And, you know, people like, like Gino, who I work for now, you know, he was, he was kind to me when we first met. And, you know, when he, he, he bought a magazine and brought me aboard and made me a part of things and allowed me to get a glimpse inside. And through the CFOA and through the magazines, I was able to meet, you know, companies who advertised with us, you know, and then, you know, next thing you know, you're working with, you know, with, with Die and with Smart Parts and with, you know, all Planet Eclipse, you know, yeah. came to me and were like, hey, we're going to make this new gun. It's going to be called the Ego. Can you help us? That was, that a, that so was awesome. an iconic drop. I remember. What a, what a remarkable, amazing thing to be a part of. And there's just, there's so many of those in paintball and I've been around for them because people have paved a road and they've allowed me to walk it. And it's, it's shaped my entire life. And I am so blessed and so grateful and so thankful for those opportunities. I mean, and, and, and were there some downs? <laughs> you bet. Was there some, just some evil, dastardly, nasty shit? Oh yeah. You know what? Because life. Because yeah. the world, because people. Yeah, that's everywhere, man. Yeah, because and of at the, the end of the recession. Day, oh God, that's a, you know that's a whole other thing, man. I had to start my life over. Yeah, what, um, what a shit show for paintball back then. I was well, I was uh, 16, 17 years old, something like that. But even then, I knew the world general was in a bad spot. Well, the world changed, man. Like I, I like I lost three jobs in a week. Yeah, that's Dang. rough. That's rough. Yeah, like I mean, I was what a what a remarkable position for a young man like I was then to be, and I I, I maintain that I was then. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I was living in a nice place, and it was you know I had a nice I had a brand new Dodge Charger, man. You know, and it was you know the nicest car I'd ever had, and it was the nicest life I'd ever had, and I had this woman who wanted to be with me, and again that's that's on her. Um, and she she moved to be with me, and you know I was working all hours, traveling, going places. I was working for a company that made paintballs, and I was working for this magazine that was distributed around the world. And you know, me and Larry, we had this paintball league, and we were you know we were running X ball, and we were running five man, and there were hundreds of teams. And next thing you know, it wasn't like you know abruptly because nobody, nobody could afford to play. Yeah. Like it was, and it was so like the league put a parking brake yeah. on it. Everything. Oh yeah, it was an e-brake, baby. Yeah. And like you know, hey, you know the the paintball company calls me and they're like, hey man, you know we're gonna pull back on all our advertising. You know it is what it is. We love you. You're part of the family. We just can't afford you. And then the magazine is like, hey, the publishing house is like, hey, all the advertisers pulled. We're not making any money. It's over. That was PPG2X. RIP PGI. That was PGI. Uh, and. That was, you know, and it was that that was really tough because that was that was family too, you know. That was in Aunt Robbo, you know, that that whole crew and 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 me, and that was just that was remarkable to be able to work with people on that level, and that was gone, and you know, and then the league went from everything to nothing, and I had no income. And man, I, I went back home to Northern Virginia and I started over. And me and John Amadea back again, me, same guy who was there in 93. You know, things went bad for him too. And we started a new magazine. It was called PB, uh, it, it was called uh, Paintball X3. 
I don't it think was I remember the resurrection. That yeah, it was it was the resurrection of PB2X. It became paintball.media like it is now. Oh, okay. And um one of the guys that was advertising uh, was this little company that had this stupid looking loader called Pinocchio. <laughs> and um I didn't know the guy. Garbage. I'd only no, ever I'm met him. <laughs> yeah, I had, I'd only ever met him once, but it was this weird looking loader and I didn't really know. I knew some people in the you know, like, like like B was using one, Mikey Paxson was using one, Nikki Cuba. And I'm like, okay, cool. The guy's willing to spend some money, but but this loader, I don't know, man. And uh, come to find out, he was in Northern Virginia. Hmm. I didn't know he was from that part. Yeah. Josh- My business is booming. I don't really have the time. I need someone who can help me. Do you know anybody I can trust? And John was like, well, you know, Josh just moved back up here. You should talk to him. And John was like, John called me and was like, would you be interested in helping this guy? And I'm like, a job? Yeah, I need a job. Please, and so anything. he was like, well, <laughs> well he was, and here, here's where it gets interesting. He was like, well, he, he owns this, his real job, he owns this auto body shop. Full of Jeeps. Virginia. Hey, hey, we're getting there. <laughs> and he's like, you need, he's like, can you go up there and meet him? And maybe y'all can work something out. And I'm like, well, absolutely. So I drive up there. And I meet this guy and he's like, well, I, you know, I'm literally he's running this hopper business like on his cell phone while he's working on cars. And he's like, man, I need some help. And I and I'm like, well, I can help you with this. I can help you with that. And next thing you know, he needed a bookkeeper. And my wife was looking for work because she was finishing college. And she was working on a business degree and accounting and all this other stuff. So we pull her in and now she's keeping the books. Now she's keeping the books for the body shop and paintball. And we're getting everything cleaned up and we're getting the debts paid and we're getting the, the accounts brought current and we're, you know, we're getting everything cleaned up and we're getting them in the black and everything's going really well. And Hey man, you know, my, my manager at the body shop didn't work out and I need somebody I can trust. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, good luck with that. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Come in tomorrow morning. <laughs> and next thing you know, guess what? Josh Silverman runs an auto body shop. Boom. Multi-million dollar accounts, big account right next door to progressive insurance. And I got to figure that stuff out. And I got to figure it out tomorrow. That was your first introduction to it? Like you never did it prior? Never laid my hands on a car. Really? Other than I could I could change it. I, I could change a flat tire and I could I could change my oil. See, I thought you went to like Wyotech or something for that shit. But Negative just, Ghost Rider. Judging by like your Facebook posts. You, you and I have been I was, Facebook I was, friends for a while. I was, dropped, I was dropped into it with both feet. Nice. One day I'd never done it before. And the next day I was El Jefe. <laughs> what and you know what I learn? did? Yeah, no that's it. I, it was it was sink or swim, and and here was the thing: it was this guy's living. It was how he fed his family. Oh man, so that's a lot. Of, had, that's and, a lot of weight on your and, shoulders. And he trusted me with he trusted me and my wife with that, while we were helping him with his paintball business. And I had to and and I I had to take a step back and realize how serious this was. It was like he had a kid who was in in high school and one that was in and 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 a a beautiful little uh, a young daughter who was who was autistic. Mm-hmm. And they lived in Northern Virginia. It's expensive up there. And this auto body shop that was just turning, I mean, they had 30, 40, 50 cars at any given time. And Dang. this was how he was feeding his family. And he trusted me with it. That scared the hell out of me. I bet so, man. Because I had no idea what I was doing, bro. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, dude. You know what I did? I walked in there and I was like, how do I do this? And every single person in there who now worked for me these painters that had been painting for 20 years, these auto body techs who could straighten any dent, who could fix any frame, who could do anything on a car, these mechanics who could take a motor apart and put it back together with their eyes closed, they were all reporting to me. 
And all I could do was go out there and watch and listen and learn. And when I wasn't doing the paperwork and answering the phone and talking to customers, I was being their helper. Sniffing up Bondo dust. I guess, yeah. I guess you oh, will. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. All the, I mean, 120 degrees. Oh, man. I mean, you know, 10, 15 cars a day. I was in the paint booth and I was, you know, I was taping and I was, I, I was in the body shop and I, and we, we had a, we had a, I'd learned how to do alignments. We had an alignment machine. Dang. Mounting and balancing tires. Um, God, it had been years since I learned how to drive a five-speed car. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all I could do was these people that worked for me, I couldn't do their job better than them. I couldn't do their job at all. So mm. I had to respect them and I had to shut up and I had to give them the work as their boss, present them the work and organize them their work. But I had to respect them and learn from every single one of them. If, and if I couldn't people... talk down to any one of them. If a lot of people had that mindset, the world would probably be a better place because now you get these kids coming out of college that are, they're getting put into these positions and they're like, hey, my book says you're supposed to do it this mm -hmm. way. You know, yeah. trust me. Like, okay, you know, dude. I went to school to teach history, man. Now you know, and you. next thing I know, I get hired <laughs> and I'm working this paintball thing, right? Yeah. And I get dropped into this, and, and, and now I'm now I'm working on cars. Are you kidding me? Exactly. And you know, a few years later. We get him so successful, he sells the place. We did, you know, we did well enough at Pinocchio. We launched this hopper called the Speed, and we did really well with that. And then he, and obviously, you know, we all know how that story ends. He winds up selling, you know, Pinocchio move, you know, and he's 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 moved on from both, right? And he sold the auto body shop, and he sold Pinocchio, and that's great because we we helped him get to that point. I will treasure that forever and ever. And. uh guy who bought the auto body shop, you know, I was, I was working over at GI and was doing pretty well over there and life was pretty good. And, you know, and, and then I had some health issues and it wasn't, and you know, I, I needed a gig again and an old buddy of mine bought the auto body shop off of Evan and he was, he's an army vet. He did three tours. He's an old Georgia boy and he bought this auto body shop and my dad got in a fender bender and he needed his bumper fixed. And we got to talking, and the next thing you know, well, I'm the account manager at Belvoir Collision Center. Nice. And it all starts over again. And the business is recreated as Belvoir Collision, and we grew that business and did really well there, and we were able to hire my wife, Jennifer, back, and the business grew again, and next thing you know, we've got a barbecue restaurant. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that one? Uh -oh. Yeah. That? I don't know. Go to shenanigans? Don't. Yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, next thing you know, we've got an auto body shop and we've got a barbecue restaurant in DC. What two and... totally ends of the spectrum? <laughs> yeah, it was it was real fun working at one all day. You know, because at this point the Jeep thing had happened, right? Um, you know, I had been complaining about Jeeps because every time I would put three <laughs> hours or ten hours or twelve hours into a Jeep, the insurance company would just come and total it. <laughs> all the Jeeps, and I, I started complaining about that on social media and Viper. Got such a giggle out of that that he hands me a Jeep Silverman jersey at Living Legends. Oh, my God. Nice. In front of everybody. That was an ongoing thing, for what I feel like forever. I'd get on Facebook, Josh Silverman, oh, Jeep Day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just Seven a picture slots. of you yep. looking, looking like Seven slots and round headlights, baby. Yeah. Just empty every pocket. Oh, man. I'd be like, uh, yep. yeah. I, cause, was... cause I have a good friend. That, he's a 
damn good Peyton Body Man. He doesn't do it anymore because he's just a dumb fuck, I guess. But he he's on the greener he's, he's on the greener pastures. Yeah, well, I'm happy for him, dude. He really? can. I'm telling you, I have never met somebody who could straighten a car, paint a car. That dude, he is extremely talented. But um, I used to follow him like a puppy dog, and and watch him work. And I've always been intrigued by it, but I've never been able to take the time to actually try to do it because you know paint you know just as well as i do that's an expensive thing to try to learn on your own oh god it's tough man i'll tell you it's it's as much it's equal part science and art yeah and if you mess it up it's even more expensive to get somebody else to fix it it's awful hard to paint a car and get it wrong and then do it right yeah painted a lot of three-stage pearl white cars and the bumper didn't match the fenders Oof. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't panel paint, Pearl. <laughs> oh God, no! And 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 enter an insurance company in the world that wants to pay you to blend. No, no, not a single but one. Fact of the, you know, fact fact of the matter, man. You know, it was a remarkable living, and I was able to do that and work paintball at the same time, and and you know all those all those years with the jeeps. And what was funny was the insurance company saw that. And they were sending me jeeps just to piss me off. <laughs> Yo, Josh, down the there, send them this Liberty. <laughs> hey, no, I swear to God, and they they all got a giggle at. Hey, let's send Josh this jeep. Here's the thing. The more I complain, the more jeeps they send me, and the more jeeps they sent me, the more money I made. That's awesome. Cash. So the joke was on them, motherfuckers. Yeah, cash money in the bank, baby. <laughs> right. It's like, guess what? Here I, am, here I am, three jeeps later in my driveway. <laughs> you can't beat them join them i about to say if you can't yeah. beat them join them you see you see my facebook and my instagram man i did two two real nice red jeeps and a white one nice and uh they're all they're all gone now but that that was a good fun part of my life and and again it was here here 10 years of auto body work 10 years running a damn auto body shop all because of paintball all because of paintball. all because of good nice people. stories in your life man it's you know what man it's you know the Lord's blessed me in so many ways, and He's of all things. People tell you the Lord work in mysterious ways, man. He He shaped paintball and the people in paintball to bless me. You know, he, sure. he 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 brought me into the circles of people doing amazing, remarkable things, and I and and those people were willing to let me be a a small part of it. You know, Mister Gino here at Valken. Um, Mr. Gino, when he bought paintball two extremes and let me work there, um, the people, you know, Hey, you know, you want to talk, you know, let's, let's throw politics out the window. You know, let's throw, I don't play the, I don't play You know, I spent many a good year at, uh, at, at, at GI. Pittman. Yeah. You know, the first paint, you know, some of the first paintball guns people ever have, you know, if you'd have told me as a kid, Hey, you're going to wind up working there. <laughs> oh my God. You know, uh, so the magazines people flip through. You know, um, that's how we were introduced to you, because uh, we used yep. to our our local Bilo used to stock PB2X, and they would put it right, right. they would put it right oh, beside, cool. yeah, TC. That's that's not even a Bilo anymore. It's a uh, it's the it tax office. Exist anymore, yeah, oh, that's right. It's the tax office. Used to be, but they Bilo used to, and a movie gallery. Yeah, they, they used to put it. They used to put the PB2X by the um the Transworld magazines, and that's a skateboard magazine for people who might be wondering. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, whatever you're into is you, man. That's cool. No, oh, man, skateboard thrasher. But no, um, because Daniel and I were heavily into skateboarding back then, and then we were just kind of starting to tiptoe into paintball, 
and this is like 04, 03, 04, maybe. Those were heydays for people to extremes, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. So we're like, we're going, mama's like, hey, we're, I'm going to go get bread, which means I'm going to walk every aisle in the store six times. So we're going to be here forever. <laughs> so we would go to the magazine section and we'd be flipping through, PB, we'd be flipping through PB2X and it'd always pop up. Written by Josh Silverman, photo by Josh Silverman. Finally, right. you get up further into the fracture days and I'm like, hey, there's Josh. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, like all jokes aside, first time I saw you, I'm kind of like starstruck. So I'm like, I've been seeing this dude's name for fucking eight, nine years yeah, on man. paper. I mean, I'll tell you when it got real for me, man, was when dudes, when I would meet dudes who were like, man, I did two tours in Afghanistan. Or I did a tour in Iraq, and this Paintball 2 Extremes magazine was in my ruck the whole time. It don't get, Will you sign it for me? It don't get much deeper than that. Are you yeah. serious, man? You know, like, I was I was blessed. Again, you're going to hear the, the word blessed figures, figures a lot in my life, so, you know, get used to it. <laughs> um, when I was going to school at Campbell University, I worked on the paintball field on Fort Bragg. So I got to know a lot of people in in, in those circles, and I was able to, un to to learn those people and understand why what people who serve our country and devote their lives to that, why that's so important and the toll that takes on those people. And, you know, y'all some of them people. And Just I'm Daniel. eternally grateful for it. <laughs> and I guess what I'm saying is when somebody like that comes to me who did not serve, you know, and says something I did helped him get through something that real. If that's not an incredible honor, an incredible, I mean, it's, it, I'm, I'm speechless thinking about it now, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a big deal, man. So I can speak for most military personnel. When we go over to situations like that, most of them take, uh, plethora of things we usually pick one thing like sometimes it's a photo that goes into our helmet of like loved ones or like a letter um people would take car magazines people mm -hmm. would take um playing cards because you have all this other stuff that you're responsible for, all this other stuff and you only have room to put like something that's you know essentially made of paper or something relatively small so like it 100 percent I kind of sort of did the same thing. <clears throat> it was an um, it was a old uh, smart parts catalog that we had that we found. Oh, PJ, where did we get that from? I think T I think Timmy gave it to us uh, when he sold the shop. When he sold the paintball field, he gave us like a bunch of catalogs. Yeah, and um, I took one. I found out. Well, so I went home on leave. And I found it in my old bedroom. I was like, man, these were some good times. Because it made me think of Fracture, Jim, mm -hmm. Lee, uh, you, Josh. It just made me think of like the heyday. And like to Florence and just, you know, live our lives in the paintball field. And it was humbling. I was like, I'm going to take this with me. I was like, because every time I get sad, I'm going to get like, just like steered off track mentally. I'm going to look at this catalog. Because I would look at that catalog and those magazines uh so often because we were a single house in a lot of money to go around to they could uh parents could spend a hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred dollars paint you know every mm -hmm. weekend mm -hmm. 
And then especially for the guns, like especially when the Ego came, because I remember actually were shooting mostly uh, the DM4s and the DM5s mm -hmm. and 6s and such. I was like, that's awesome. But what about that Ego? And then they started getting Egos and all this other stuff. I was like, I'll never have that. I'll never be able to experience that. And uh, now I'm looking at an Ego 5, Ego 6, Ego 8, and then a Ego SLS. Like I'm a huge Planet Eclipse like fanboy. I have a nice little collection of guns here. And um, it, it, it humbled everybody that grew up around Fracture. Because like also what I was saying earlier, where I saw your name across Jim Ivey's uh, his jersey, I was like, I've seen that name before. And just like how PJ said earlier that we would go look at the paintball magazines, PB2X, and that's where we started seeing Josh Silverman, written by Josh Silverman. I was like, no freaking way. No freaking way. They started going to see if ways and meeting. Long story short, I think, damn, now that I realize, I think the last time I seen you in person, man, was at your wedding. <laughs> yeah. God almighty. Because <laughs> that was right before. Long. We got to fix that. I know, man. That was right before I went to the military. Um, I'm right back here in the Carolinas, man. This is a problem we can solve. Will me. I, I... <laughs> I'm stuck here in Savannah, so I ain't that far off. It's, you, you ain't you ain't far enough. We can't make it work. I know, right? It's got to get time, man. Not fun, for good people, man. Fun yeah. fact. If you go back on our Instagram at the cover art for episode 12, um, the episode is Media and Paintball. One of the cover arts is a PB2X cover. That's right. Bam. Fun fact. Bringing it back. Hey, PB2X, <laughs> that, was, that was a remarkable, remarkable time in my life because that was the heyday of paintball, man. That was... Like, That's what got us hooked, dude. Your articles really got me hooked into it. I got to... Man, I got to work with Dick Clark on the NXL production. Are you kidding me? That is Josh. Awesome. Old Josh. Look, yeah. You know, I got to be there. I got to sit at that table. You know, I mean, what what an amazing blessing for a person to, to, to be involved with. And... When somebody tells me that I in some way played a role in whether it be, you know, who they became or helping to keep them sane through a very difficult situation, mm -hmm. it doesn't get more real than that. Yeah, it's you very know, humbling. It's 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 so humbling because you know, it's it can be real easy sometimes in paintball to to kind of kick back and think it's not that important. And then somebody tells me something like that, and you realize, and I've I've come to realize it's our whole lives, and it's important to me, and the like I said, if you if you'd have told thirteen year old me who really didn't have an identity where I would have gone in paintball, and that paintball would give me this amazing blessing of a life, you know, ha has it been easy? No, you know. But damn, I don't think I'd change it. Oh, I wouldn't change any of my experiences without a doubt. I mean, you know, like the first <laughs> the first NXL webcast, <laughs> you know, being able to, to to be on that and sit next to people like Matty Marshall and you know, to, to to be on the field with Bob Long. And then to and then to work with Bob Long. I bet that was awesome. Are you kidding There's me? There's not you many know? other than like Bud Orr. Uh, there's not many more iconic names, right, in, in the industry than than and you and you work with a lot of them. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, Bud's Bud's another good example. Like that, the ad with the guy with the autococker coming out of the water. I shot that. 
That is awesome. That is such an that, iconic that, photo. That was man. in the lake by my house, by my parents' house in Virginia. That's so awesome. And it was cold. <laughs> it was cold. And so, dude. that dumb bastard agreed to go in there and come all the way out. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Josh, you talk you talk about your career progression about how you know this person was kind enough to give you a shot and this person's kind of but you know i don't think you give yourself enough credit man because um if you were a piece of shit people probably wouldn't have given you <laughs> you know what I mean? you know I, I i appreciate that you know what that's that's as kind of thing as i've heard about myself in a long time you know i, you know, I just pj yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a nice, I'm a nice guy. Okay, I'm the voice of reason on the podcast. And Daniel lied to you earlier. That's Daniel, good to know. I wish we'd, have, I, I wish we'd have sorted that out before we started. Yeah, see, Daniel lied to you because Daniel can't fucking read. So your articles didn't do <laughs> shit for him. Shut your ass up, PJ. I, I had no plans. There, are, there are some people who, and I know a lot of them. Or, you know, you follow them on Instagram. They talk about, you know, you make a plan, you follow your dreams. That's all very important. And that's all amazing to me because that is not how it happened for me. Right. You know, I did not plan to be here. I did not set forth on a path with the, in, with the intention of being here. Doors were open for me. I just had to be responsible and respectful and try real hard to be good enough be worthy of the opportunities that were presented and 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 laid before me and what i learned through from all these remarkable people was that if you're willing to work hard and you're willing to put in those doors will open for you oh, yeah, and they and and you know what they did for me I, i'm i'm not here nor would i ever be anywhere to speak about how great i am but you know the cfoa was a good example you know, we had 150 teams. We had 147 teams on the same weekend as MPPL Huntington Beach. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. And you know who staked those bunkers in the ground? Me and Larry. Sounds like he's doing these days, man. You know what? He's good, man. He's man, he's he's a granddaddy now. You ready for that? Oh wow! Yeah, my his hair son, just got a little bit grayer. <laughs> his son <laughs> just had a baby. I know, I know. I was there. I was at his. I was at his son's wedding, and the next thing you know, they got a kid. And you know what? Um, they were here. They, they 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 came out for July Fourth and stayed here, and we we hung out and we toured the battleship North Carolina, and we had just a great weekend. Um, he's doing really well. He's working, and uh, the wife's working, and and they they they're still living over there in Lexington, and life seems to be pretty darn good. And now uh now Scuba Steve's got a paintball league. I saw. Yeah, I play a few of those. You ready for that, man? Yeah, it's crazy. Goddamn dude. Scuba! It's, what a what a personality. <laughs> he's another one, ain't he? Yeah, he is a yeah. crazy dude. And let's you know, let's let's go back to you know what I mean. I mean, Larry got him into paintball. They worked at the same factory together. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. And and you know, and and now here he is, and you know, he came up, you know, refing for us and becoming who he who he has become. And now he's got this, you know, now 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 he's now he's going all in on the game. Yep, he sure is. It's you infectious, man. Really, the paintball in general, it's it's infectious. Um, you know, just like you said, you you. You meet these people, you don't really know what's going on. Next thing you know, you're writing uh, articles for PB2X. Steve's mm -hmm. working at a factory with Larry. Next thing, he's running a damn mm -hmm. paintball league. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of camaraderie in this sport, um, game, sport, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, it truly is infectious. Once somebody gets a taste of it, it's very rarely do I feel like 
like you get you have more of a problem getting somebody to the field like ah, i'm not so sure i want to go do that it doesn't sound that appealing but once you get them there it's i had a great time i want to mm-hmm. do this again and the next thing you know maybe that person like we talked about is that one in a hundred they're running the field somewhere they're in it for life next thing you know they yeah. become your brother yeah no doubt you know i the, my only time the, the only thing i regret is taking that long break but it was it was a life happens man it was financial was the reason i got out of it was financial i was right at 17 16 17 years old i sold a gun i sold a dm6 that i got from lee mckenzie to buy a nexus ego and um Oof. needless to say yeah. needless to say i let somebody very close to me borrow the money I don't know if I've aired it out on the podcast on who it was. But anyways, <laughs> I let them borrow the money. No, it wasn't Daniel. And I never saw the money again, so I couldn't save enough with no job to buy another high-end marker. Oh, yeah. It's over. So I was done. Yep. And then by the time I got a job, I had no interest in it because I hadn't played in four or five years. Now it's life happening. Yeah, now, now I'm hooked again. I got a shelf full of fucking JT Pro Flexes and some guns. That'll do that. Yeah. That'll do, and, and you know what? You're back, and guess what? Paintball's here for you, man. Paintball welcome you back with open arms. And it's fun, you know. Now, now the fields have more bunkers. My fat ass can move a little more freely. Hey, who are you telling? I I enjoy it. Who <laughs> really are you do. telling, man? I ain't getting no younger, man. Like them dudes asked me to play. Like I was at the ICC taking pictures, and them dudes asked me to play paintball, and I'm like, yeah, out of your damn mind. <laughs> Thank God there were some trees out there I could lay down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. It's a mounds field. I look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Hell yeah! I shot some dudes on that field. Hell yeah! Well, we're coming. And then up. you know now now hyperball's back. We can do that clackety clackety splatter paintball kind of thing going on. See, I never got oh, yeah. I never got to play on a hyperball course. I there want, is nothing like hyperball wanna, in the whole. I'm world. making it a goal to do it at least once next year. You come walking off a hyperball field covered in splatter, you look like you did something. I I need I'm, <laughs> man, I'm right here. You heard it first on Center Fifty Podcast. Well, I'm making it a goal to play on one next year, whether it's ICPL or whatever. As long as my work schedule allows me, because I do rotate and swing shifts, um, I'm gonna make that happen. Because I've I've seen it since I've been a wee little lad, and I've never done it. And it's That's so fun. That was a that was a pretty amazing time to be in paintball. It was hype when hyperball came around as a concept. Yeah, you know, paintball is coming out of the woods for the first time, and you know, we were pretty sure this was the future of our sport. You know, and hey, look people on the sidelines can see us and we can all see each other we should not wear camouflage hmm. you know hey look jt makes some really cool looking clothes or whoever 32 degrees baby that's right cool as ice <laughs> <laughs> and um you know the industry and the game changed and then it was man this hyperball is really cool but man you can't take it anywhere somebody was like well we should you know Laurel was like, hey, we should be able to inflate some bunkers and play anywhere. Then you had the airball fields with all the bunkers connected with the air tubes. People had to die. I had run one, over. man. Oh, my God. What I a, had one, What man. a time to be alive. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I, I had one of them five-man sup air fields with the, with the tubes. Like the neoprene bunkers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. You know, and then, you know, the, then there was the, the, ones that, the ones that had the little fans in each bunker. Those were kind of cool. And then, you know. And then, you know, Milk came along and, you know, he did the uh, ultimate airball bunkers and, you know, bunkers that would, you, know, you, you blow them up with a leaf blower and they stay inflated for a while. Yep. Uh, every time I see a leaf blower to this day, I just get a, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> PTSD going on. I'm telling you, man, leaf blowers and leaf blowers and easy up tents. <laughs> 
you know, once you once you've had a tractor trailer full of those items, you don't look at them the same way again. <laughs> I bet not. Yeah, go run an X ball tournament. You know, I got I, I need I I need forty seven easy up tents. I need fifty three tables. I need scoreboards. I need you know. I just no, want to be that guy you. that shows up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm so you know lazy I'm saying? now. Yeah, that's why I wrote that. I used to write those articles. Uh, uh promoter diaries. Yeah. You know, laying out fields and staking down bunkers. You know the the unsung hero kind of stuff, man. Right. You know the the stuff that people do that nobody get enough credit for. The behind the scenes. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It looks beautiful when you get there, and the next week it's gone, and we've we've killed all your grass for you, turned everything <laughs> orange and pink. Stomped a mud hole in your ass and left. <laughs> and there's there's some people that work their asses off to make that happen. To lay those fields, to hang that net, to inflate those bunkers and lay them out and stake them down. And it it and truly takes a village, man. That's that's the glamorous part of paintball. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the you know the 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 guys that sit in the paint truck all day. I want to be that dude. Hey, you know <laughs> there's there's. Sling, sling a couple thousand cases of paint. We'll see how your back feels. It already hurts. We just we established what this. I'm <laughs> back to the matter, man. But 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 again, you know, it's it's paintball, and it's it's all part of the it's all part of the journey. Hell yeah, man. Well, we're coming up on an hour of forty, man. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, but there, there's a lot more to this story, and there's I have a feeling if you're interested, or either leave us on red again, there will be a part oh, two. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> So um, let everybody know where they can find you, man. What's your socials? Um, plug Valken, whatever you want to plug. And, you know, I I am I am Josh at Valken.com, man. We, you know, Valken, I think, is doing some pretty remarkable things for paintball. Um, we've got some really interesting stuff that's on the horizon. Uh, we'll be at SHOT Show if you want to come by there and take a look and hang out with us. Um, we do offer a full range of paintball, airsoft, and uh, some less than lethal defense products. Um you can find me on so you find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram, Joshua D. Silverman. If you're playing paintball, or if you're just a good person, I'd love to have you in my life. Yeah, man, we can't say enough good things about you. Um, this will come out on the fifth. Um, this following Monday, I'll have it ready to go by Sunday night. Uh, just to remind everybody, we are still active on the Tank Tool giveaway. Josh, have you seen that? I have. Yeah, that, what an interesting. What a, what what a great addition to paintball! I'm telling you, 100 man. So Carl, I'm not. I I ain't mad at him for coming up with it. I'm a little bit jealous. Wish wish yep. it was my idea, right? I have and two. you know leave it leave it to somebody as 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 remarkable in paintball as Carl has been. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I have two sitting right here. So we're still doing the giveaway. Um, we put out a little promo video, but if you if you're too lazy to watch it and you're listening here, all you have to do is go to our Instagram at the center fifty. Follow us, follow H2K Paintball, and like our pin post, which is the promo video. And I'm saying we're going to draw for it on the 18th or the 19th, one of the two. Because that'll be the episode after this one. And then we'll have it shipped out the very next day. That's taking care of people. I like that. We're players supporting players, man. This is the third giveaway. Our first giveaway was an hk shirt we gave away three of them um, nice. we teamed up with slide pb s-l-y-d-e they make headbands um apparel now they're working on jerseys and joggers uh, we're sponsored by them uh, we did three headbands for them two headbands 
might have been three. I can't remember. We gave away some headbands from those guys. And uh, now we've teamed up with Carl. We're doing the tank tools. So we're, we're awesome. going gonna to figure out something. I thought about maybe doing a little something just as a quick Christmas giveaway, but we'll see. Maybe the tank tool will count as the Christmas giveaway. You spread the good word of paintball, man, especially for good people like, like, like Carl. Yeah, for sure. So anybody got anything they'd like to add? Because we are about to wrap it up. I just want to say thank you for everything, Josh, man. Thank you for staying in touch. Thank you for taking care of me throughout the years and allowing me to, uh, you know, attend your beautiful wedding that you and Jennifer had. Hey, you know, don't man, like I, I, I'm going to sound awful boring if I just talk about being blessed again. But, you know, fact of the matter is, you know, you guys are in my life for a reason, man. Paintball's brought us together and. If I've learned nothing else from the last couple of years, the way the world has been going, good people got to stick together, man. All the more in paintball. Yeah, no doubt. Let's do that. Amen, brother. Well, with that, I'll take us out of here. Damn, did you catch that reference? Yes, I did. (laughs) Shout out to Mike. Get another episode going. We love y'all. See you later.